Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist. And as you may have figured out, I really don't like YA that much. She's slowly learning to love it. Am I? I think so. I Mm. hope so. Mm. You did say you had a book you were excited about reading the other day, although it's probably an adult book. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, did she say it was YA? No. (laughs) Is it, Sarah? I don't think so. I don't remember what book. I don't remember what book you were talking about either. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, the excitement has died. (laughs) (laughs) I have like a stack of 10 right now on my nightstand, so I've got a ways to go. So let's tell everyone what we're reading right now. I can go ahead and start. I've been reading some graphic novels lately. Patty? Ooh, what are you reading? <laughs> I'm currently in the middle of the Lumberjane series. Yay! I had read the first couple like a long time ago when they first came out. And then I found uh, Indy Stevenson's memoir and I was reading that. And I was like, I need to go back to Lumberjanes. But I think I'm in the third one. Or I just finished the third one. But this series was created by Indy Stevenson, Grace Ellis, Shannon Waters, and Gus Allen. It's a girl-centric series set at a summer camp. The Miss Quiznella Thisquin Pinnaquil Thistle Crumpets Camp for Hardcore Lady Types. <laughs> I did Easy it. for you to say. I did it. I got through that. <laughs> The campers are all Lumberjane Scouts, and you get to learn more about the different badges as the books are progressing, which is also interesting. One of the ones I just read about was the If if You've Got It, Haunt It badge. And basically, they have to tell ghost stories or scary stories to each other. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But this follows the campers from one cabin, and at the start of the series, they witness a mysterious old woman turn into a bear. And they, of course, try to follow her through the woods where they encounter more mysterious and supernatural things. And so now the campers try to solve mysteries that are surrounding their camp. It's quite entertaining. See, this is the difference between these children and me as a child. I would have seen a woman turn into a bear and be like, nope. No, this was me. I would have been like, (laughs) must follow. Scooby (laughs) gang. Just seems dangerous. (laughs) Gonna go read a book. (laughs) You would be like the counselor, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling your parents. What are you reading, Sarah? Well, I am reading something that's a little dark. No shock to those of you who listen to the podcast. This is a book called Ten by Gretchen McNeil. And it is a story about um, a couple best friends who get invited to a party on an island off the coast of Seattle. It's like a three-day, no adults invite only party how do you get invited to these kind of parties right (laughs) and uh 10 of them show up but there's somebody out for vengeance and so not 10 of them will go home somebody wants to count them all down one by one there's a storm raging the power has gone out there's no working phones or internet sounds a lot like Agatha Christie's Ten Little Indians. Yes, it said uh, one of the publisher's weekly things says, Agatha Christie meets Gossip Girl. Okay. So what about you, Patty? What are you reading now? So right now, I am not reading anything because I am running crew for a musical called Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. So my free time is taking up with the phrase, I can't, I have rehearsal. But 
I just got a copy of Emily Lloyd-Jones's new book, The Drowned Woods, and I really like The Bone Houses, her other book. I talked about that on this podcast, and so I'm really looking forward to getting a chance to read this one. It's set in the same world as The Bone Houses, but it's a completely different cast of characters, and I think it might actually be a different country, different place, and it's about a girl named Murr who's the last living water diviner and she is out for revenge against this prince that wronged her and she gets a crew of people together. So she's it's like a heist novel meets a fairy tale. And I'm like, Oh yes, this, this is for me. <laughs> yes, please. So I'm really looking forward to getting to start that book. I also love the bone houses. I don't know if I have time to read it, but I want to, I want to read that one. <laughs> it's got a Corgi who may or may not be a spy. You like corgis? They're not like not like pugs. Corgis are cute. Pugs just, eyeballs pop out of their heads. <laughs> I don't like them. Corgis are adorable. Is it a talking corgi? I don't know. Mm. Oh. The Bone Houses had a very um, important goat that became my favorite character. I, I so liked the goat too. Looking forward to this corgi. But okay. you could okay. have sold Sarah on it if the corgi talks. So <laughs> I as mean, soon as you find out, I will let you know as soon as I find out if that corgi talks. So I'm really excited about today's topic. We're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite books and series, and that is Wicked Lovely by Melissa Marr. And yes, you, you both better like it. I was like, you keep <laughs> looking at me like, <laughs> well, <laughs> like I'm going to be in trouble or something, or you want me to do something. I'm like, you're what? You're going to be in trouble if you say you hated it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Give us an overview, Catherine. What's this book about? All right, I will read the synopsis for you now. Rule number three, don't stare at invisible fairies. Ashlyn has always seen fairies. Powerful and dangerous, they walk hidden in the mortal world. Ashlyn fears their cruelty, especially if they learn of her sight, and wishes she were as blind to their presence as other teens. Rule number two, don't speak to invisible fairies. Now fairies are stalking her. One of them, Keenan, who is equal parts terrifying and alluring, is trying to talk to her, asking questions Ashlyn is afraid to answer. Rule number one, don't ever attract their attention. But it's too late. Keenan is the summer king who has sought his queen for nine centuries. Without her, summer itself will perish. He is determined that Ashlyn will become the summer queen at any cost, regardless of her plans or, or desires. Suddenly, none of the rules that have kept Ashlyn safe are working anymore, and everything is on the line. Her freedom, her best friend Seth, her life everything. Does anyone have any thoughts on the cover? I did not actually really see the cover because I had both an ebook and an audiobook. So, oh, uh, let me show you. Yeah. That's I know you cannot see this blue cover that I'm showing them. It is a pretty cover. It's kind of dark. There's a girl in the background, but she's kind of in shadow holding I think a frozen flower. Looks like maybe a hydrangea bloom. Yeah, I think that's right. The girl looks sort of blue. The flower's blue-ish, purple. And you can see frost on her hands and on the bottom of the flower, which will make more sense to you once you've read the book. Agreed. But I think when you're first picking this up, you're like, hmm. Pretty. Patty is making a face like she thinks it's the ugliest thing she's ever seen. It's not the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It's just, it looks like a generic, this is a YA fantasy book about well, fairies. Well, it is pretty old. 
Yeah, which means it's one of the first. So everything. So if you is think about it, that. when this first came out, though, this was pretty, pretty cool. That's true. When was this published? This is the one that's fifteen years old. Oh, yeah. okay. Two thousand seven. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. Two thousand seven. I knew it was older, but I didn't know it was that old. I don't know. But two thousand seven should like not be that long ago. Two thousand seven. <laughs> this was a pretty good looking. That cover. was a pretty good cut. Co- yeah. Yes. Was that the cover in two thousand seven? Yes. Okay. So since we just said it came out in 2007, I did read this one a long time ago, but I just reread it and I can still say that I love it. Okay. I'm, I'm hoping you both love it. And I think one of the things that I really love about it is the character development. You really get to know and feel for all the characters, both main and supporting, I feel like. Oh, see, this is like, so interesting because I felt like Seth, I liked him, but he was the most one-dimensional character on the really? face of the planet. I feel like Seth, within this book, there could be another book that's just Seth dealing with the fact that he has just discovered fairies are real and his girlfriend's turning into one and he's got to, like, go educate himself about this and he's fighting off Brea. And, like, there's all this stuff happening to Seth that, like, but all we get is Seth, the very supportive boyfriend. Well, I like Seth, the very supportive boyfriend. I like him too. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't. Um, I just, I'm, I felt like, to me, as someone who's not read the rest of the books. I was going to say, I have read the rest of the books. So I, maybe yeah. I'm pulling some from that. Because but. this felt like very much, let us introduce a bunch of characters, give you a basic plot with some of them and set up, like, I would, I'm going to read the rest of them because I'm interested in, is it Niall? Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was really interesting Neil. and I wanted Neil, Neil, Neil. Neil. okay. Uh, Neil, I thought he was interesting and I was like, I would read a book about him. And then I was like, oh, apparently I can read a book about him. Well, and yeah, I guess I like it. Cause I mean, it may be an introduction, but it gives you just enough about the character to like draw you in. Right. Like, I'm going to keep reading. Like you care about what happens to them. Yes. So that's, I guess more of the point I'm making. I liked him too, but I do feel like he I don't disagree with Patty. I feel like he was a little Mr. Perfect. I feel like given all the things that he learned that are pretty big world altering things, he was just always like, it's cool. No matter what. The, you know? Yes, he is very accepting. He was always just like, come here and I'll hug you, baby. It was never like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I like to think this is why in my head, the whole time I was reading this, I had a, a separate running of like what Seth was doing because Ashlyn's off doing whatever, like going going to the fair with Keenan, and Seth meanwhile is at home making poultices, and like researching how you find fairies. Even like the less freaking out, yeah. Even the less magical things when um you know because he's obviously got some pretty strong feelings for her and has for a long time, and when she's like, so I'm gonna go on a date with this guy she's like he's like okay well they're not together cool let me know how that works out what i like is i'll be here waiting for you in my train car with my pet snake he cares for her and supports her no matter what so even though all these crazy things are happening to her i like that he's pretty solid and there for her it doesn't just like one little thing happens and he's out i mean it, it that's true it is a nice example of a supportive relationship and you know he's maybe supposed to be more mature because he's a year older than she is and been out of high school a minute but you know what I did speaking of that one thing that I really noticed in this book that I really liked as a book aimed at teens I thought the way it handled sex and the conversations around consent 
extremely well. Yeah. Like yeah. they had a whole conversation about that. And that also about the conversation about regular testing for STDs and the reasons why characters may or may not have already had sex. I, I thought it was just, I, for a teen reader, it was just really well done and well handled. Yeah, that being said, this doesn't have any graphic scenes in it. So for a teen, if you, you want to read it and your parents are worried about that or whatever... I don't think you need to be. I mean, they allude to it. You kind of like can figure out what's happening behind closed doors, but they don't describe it. So yes, in a book about te- four teens, about teens, I thought they handled that very well. And like you said, there's nothing more graphic than kissing and not even that much kissing. And it's just, it's very well done. And I really like, even I was reading um, the people that do, I think it's Common Sense Media, where they talk about the different things that are in books that people might find objectionable. They even mention that it, it's handled very well and that the the characters handle the issues around sex very well, which I I like. You don't get that a lot in teen books. So I think another big thing for me with this book was it's not like your traditional fairy tale or, or princess story where in walks the handsome, charming prince and the girl instantly falls for him and forgets all the other people and or maybe even love interests in her life. All of that is like dead to her. Only this prince matters. Mm-hmm. I really like that this story handled that totally differently. Like Ashlyn got to keep her own sense of self and her own identity, her own people. Like she didn't have to necessarily lose anything. I don't want to spoil anything or tell you how the book ends, but... I like if you cannot figure out how this book is going to end, like fifty pages in, I, like I kept, I it, it just mm, okay. So I really, here's the thing, I really enjoyed reading this book. I'm gonna sound like I didn't, but I did because it's written in a way that kept me interested. I had a lot of frustration around this book where I was like, oh my God, just talk to people. Just talk to each other. Just tell her what you want. Just, and, and he once had they rules actually, he had to live by. Yeah, here they did. Uh, so my one complaint about this book, like a true, like actual complaint about this book is I felt like the, the world building was not done as well as it could have been. I didn't understand all the rules. Like I got the rules they explained but I'm, I'm like, can he not just tell her that he needs a summer queen? Yeah. and Because he does tell her. So I'm like, is that breaking the rules? I mean. I'm, he was trying to woo her first. I, I, I guess. know, but I'm like, why? Well, he's why? not allowed to tell her about the actual, like, wager, basically, between the winter court and the summer court. Or he not did. even between the winter. I mean, he could well, eventually, but that's because she started to figure stuff out too. I think too, because she, unlike everybody else that he's tried to talk into this role, can see him and knows all about fairies. She so, can see everybody else, exactly. You know, he's not used to having to share all that because that's a little mind-blowing, unless you're Seth, to find out that there's a fairy <laughs> world out there. That's true. So Seth would have been a very good choice, personally. With, with Ashling, he... He realizes like, oh, I don't have to keep all this a secret, but it takes him a while to get to get to that place. That's why I think he didn't talk about it. He's 900 years old. He should be smarter than he is. <laughs> well, he doesn't act 900. 
Yeah, he's not yeah. a particularly great guy. No, he's Uh-oh. really not that much of a likable character. I well, mean, think about who his mother is. Though. I know. I was like, thank God. I actually have a note. Thank God we have point of view from him because if we didn't have point of view from him, I would have hated him completely. Like the point of view from him at least made him somewhat likable. But like, I'm like, mm, guy is I'm, creepy and kind of a jerk. I was not a hundred percent clear on. I mean, I get why anybody would want to be king, but like. Is it just because his mother was such a bad person that he felt like he needed to be in charge or just because it was the whole, like the whole world's going to die if I'm not king? Because that wasn't he's explained the summer, particularly He's the well heir either. of the summer court. Right. Like, without but, him, they don't have a, they don't have a king. His father was the king of summer. So there's nobody in charge of the summer court. And so if the summer court dies and apparently it's just going to be cold and winter all the time and the world will go into an ice age is what I got from Because that, his powers were... So just marrying her isn't enough. Now he needs to have a kid. No, no. Oh, you said he needs to. His powers are now free because he broke the curse. Oh, okay. okay. His mother had his it powers. It was a little unclear. Why Not to Catherine? Mother, she got it all. I don't understand why his mother. Ba- I I saw something that said like she was influenced by a chaos demon or something, but I didn't. she bound his powers because she wanted winter to be in charge. She didn't want there to be summer. She's just evil. We don't she's know why. She's just evil. She's exactly. Just, she's okay. actually like cartoonishly she evil. She is cartoonishly she evil. Was <laughs> wooing the Summer King basically to kill him. And then she ended up with a child. Oh. She wasn't trying to have the child. There's a part in the book where she says. Did she? Feels yeah. like she would have killed him. But I feel like she would have killed him too. But maybe she wasn't allowed. <laughs> she wasn't to afraid kill him? to kill just about anybody else. I mean, she did everything but kill him. Yeah. I mean, she tortured him pretty. Pretty solidly. We've talked about Danya a little bit, but we haven't really said how Danya plays into this. Yeah, and she's like exactly. really the third she's, main character. She is my. She's probably my favorite character. I like Danya a lot. She was a potential to be the summer queen, but she did not pass the test. So now she's stuck in like a world of winter. She's the winter girl, but now she has to play the role where she has to try to talk out, talk Keenan's potential queens. queens out of taking the challenge on but keenan is still in love with her like that is his love you can you can kind of read that in the book mm-hmm. uh-huh and Danya loves him and i don't think that's a spoiler no 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 i do like the twist at the end with Danya though i didn't necessarily see that coming that was the only thing i didn't see coming what i enjoyed a lot was keenan and his two advisors reactions to like the modern world and and Ash's modern sensibilities of being like, no, <laughs> I don't want to date you. And no, I don't want to be the summer queen. And no, I don't want to just do whatever you tell me to do. And they were like, what? what? <laughs> Part of that with me, though, is he is he immediately picking a new girl? Because it how do they not know about the modern world? It doesn't sound like it. Speaking of the ending, though. I feel like for Sarah, even though this is book one of a like fairly large series, I feel like book one had a pretty good ending where you could just stop reading at book one and be okay with it. Uh, and I probably will stop reading it. Well, book I one. know you will, but, but yes, do you think so? Like, yes, I agree. This is a, uh, it doesn't feel like what now I need to read eight more books. Yeah. I liked that about it, Catherine. So good choice when it came to that. Uh, yeah. When I, I wasn't quite sure where it ended because I have read the whole series and it was a long time ago. But when I got to the end this time, I was like, I think Sarah will like this. Yeah. <laughs> it has an ending, y'all. It has an ending. wrapped up like enough to where you want more, but there's enough of an ending where you're like, okay, 
Yeah. The yeah. only reason I want more is because like I want the side characters that were introduced. I was like, okay, I would read a book about that person or I would read a book about that person. Like, but I'm I'm pretty okay with like where things Yay me. I picked one Sarah I mean, might be okay with. It's still she's still an orphan, so I know. <laughs> Pretty solidly an orphan. <laughs> well, I mean, her and dad might be alive. We don't know who he is. Well, that's true, but he's not in the picture. And no. Keenan wishes he were an orphan. And uh, Seth might as well be. I don't think he mentioned his parents even one little time. No, Seth is a... I, that was the... Uh, okay, I do have a question, I, which, again, maybe I missed it. How old is Seth? He I know. I was just bring got that out of high too. school. Is my I remember reading something. I like, did not. I don't remember that. I feel like he he because just he got has out of beer. high school. Like I assumed he was twenty one, and then I had a moment of like, he is a he is a well, twenty one year old dating a seventeen year old, which is a little creepy. What does he do for a living? I have he no has money. idea. I mean, he comes from money. That's all I know. Like he had money. Okay. Because he bought that whole train. Oh, that's right. He did. Oh, he bought the train. He did talk about that. He lives in a train for those of you. Like, I was very confused with that too. I thought I was like, is he like a homeless person when she first introduced him? But no, he he's turned it into a home. It's not like he's homeless, like living in a boxcar. Also, I felt like the tattoo thing was going to be bigger than it was, but maybe I'm thinking of a different book. I am. It Never will mind. Be. Take that out. Oh, it does. Becomes it more be. later. Yeah. I looked at the next book. It's all about tattoos. Oh, okay. I did kind of crack up because when I read the description of Seth, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a 2007 kind of like dream boy. He's like emotionally supportive and unflappable, but he's got tattoos and like face piercings. And and I'm just like, oh, mm -hmm. this book is really good to give to a teen that's maybe interested in, in urban fantasy and, and in fairies and stuff, but hasn't read a lot of those kind of books mm -hmm. because I think it's a really good first introduction to that. Like it's, it's not super complicated. It's not something you have to read all the books to. If you, there's more, if you want them, you can stop at this. Like it's a nice introduction to this world. Unlike some others, which are super complicated world building and, are 800 pages long and take forever to get through and it are, you know, you have to read all of them. So I, I like that as an adult who has not read a lot of fairy urban fantasy books. While I enjoyed it, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I would have enjoyed it if I had read it like you did, Catherine, when it came out. If I had read it when it came out, I would, I would absolutely have been in love with the series. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to say to that, but fair. But I still love it. Fair. Oh, of course, yeah. I have those memories from reading it Right, the first exactly. Time. And like, and I, oh, I can get it. Because like, I would have loved Seth. Oh, for sure. As a teenager. Oh my God, I would have wanted to date Seth. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, Seth was my ideal match. Yeah. And like, I do like the fact that both of us, like Seth, the stable guy, who's, who's actually, here's the thing, he sounds like a great actual boyfriend. He's not a great 
book boyfriend. He doesn't make really interesting reading because he's not like tortured and like, you know, all this stuff. But he's just a nice, stable guy who's unflappable. Whereas Keenan, not stable. No. 900 years old. Kind of demanding. <laughs> and flappable. <laughs> Very flappable. <laughs> and a player. <laughs> I mean. It's kind of had to be, but yeah. But yeah, there's that one part where he's like, bring me the sun. Bring me a summer girl or whatever. Yeah. He's yeah, like, like, ew. Which, whichever one, I don't care. Send, <laughs> send one of the girls up. They have needs. I will do my duty. <laughs> they do talk about <laughs> that. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, ew. ew. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think what, with what Patty just said about it, maybe not, or maybe being a good book to recommend to a teen who wants entry into like, the fairy tales or whatever. Do we have any other recommendations? I don't really have like a specific title. What I was thinking was people should maybe read Holly Black. She, she is, has a couple series that I think would be really good. She is the person I think of when I think of urban fantasy and fairies. Like specifically her series Modern Tale of Fairy or Folk of the Air is what I was thinking of. See, I was thinking Tithe. because well, tithe, tithe is the first book. Oh, is that... Okay. Uh, the Modern Tale of Fairy. Gotcha. I think it's the first book, but it is it is part of that series. Okay. I didn't know the name of that that series. But if I had to pick one book, like one current book to recommend, it would maybe be These Hollow Vowels by Lexi Ryan. And I've talked about this one on here before, but it's a girl caught between two treacherous fairy courts and their princes is, is basically the gist of that one. I have that one sitting at home on my bookshelf. I have not read it yet, but okay. It kind of, when I was reading it, it made me think of Wicked Lovely. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the only other books I've read that really have a lot of fairy in them are Throne of Glass books by Sarah J. Moss. And I haven't gotten, I know that they're going to have more fairies in them, but I haven't gotten to the book that has a lot of fairies yet. <laughs> I keep hearing the third book is very good, mm. and that's when it all kind of kicks in. But I am a kind of like, I had to get through two books before I get to the good one. Yeah. But I love fairies and all fairy tales. So anything with fairies in it, I'm, I'm usually drawn to it. Okay. But these, I, are, okay. these are what I would recommend. Go ahead, Sarah. What do you recommend? Yeah, what do you recommend? I came across a series called the Iron Fae book series by Julie Kagawa. And this follows a girl named Megan who finds herself forced into the world of fairies. And um, I've read a little bit of one of the book series. There's there's a series and then there's a spinoff series. And then I think there's even more. I'm yep. not really sure. Some novellas mixed in there too with part of this. That sounds about right. Yeah. But again, in the one that I, I read a little bit of, there was a winter court and a summer court and the Seelies and all of that that will ring a bell if you've read uh, Wicked Lovely. And then also, though, um, this series brings in characters from A Midsummer Night's Dream. So Puck is a character and things like that. So if you have to read that for school and you enjoyed it, maybe this is a way to... I have actually read these. Oh, okay. (laughs) Actually, Julie Kagawa is um, on one of the post-it notes in our office like that I had written down as maybe one to talk about with this. So I'm glad you covered it because I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about in our next episode? Well, we're not assigning one title next episode. We're picking a theme since... I feel like most people have gone back to school now or will be going back to school soon. 
We're not doing me. Well, not you. <laughs> I'm too old. Hopefully our teen listeners or our young adult listeners. <laughs> we are going with kind of a back to school theme, but more of a stab you in the back to school. So we want like a mystery thriller, maybe a boarding school or a prep school. There's a murder. There's a lot of titles that are fall into this category, so we shouldn't Quite a have bit. trouble finding some So we're some all to going discuss. to pick, yeah, we're all going to pick some to talk about. It does amaze me. Like, I have friends who went to boarding school, and nobody died the entire time they were there. They clearly didn't go to the right school. Apparently. Well, maybe they <laughs> did go to the right school. I think perhaps they made the best choice. But I'm excited about this one because I love a good thriller. Yeah, these are fun to read. Usually not too deep. No. But fun to read. <laughs> Typically predictable to right. you. But I do like a mystery, so yeah. that's fun. This has been another episode of Spill It by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we stab you in the back to school with some great thrillers. Stab, 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 stab. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Remember to like, review, and subscribe, and until next time, keep reading.